0: From the Wall Street Journal, an Ohio race highlights the differences between the different wings of the Democratic Party. To discuss is Jennifer. Hey, everybody. And before we get started, remember to like and subscribe.
1: And click the bell to get notifications every time we post a new video.
0: And comment down below. Tell us how we're wrong or how we're right.
1: A little bit of both, maybe. A little bit of both. I hope there's both. A
0: little half and half. (laughs) But let's get into it. So. From the Wall Street Journal, a House special election primary in Cleveland on Tuesday is shaping up as a proxy war over the direction of the Democratic Party. With the top two candidates drawing millions in donations as prominent figures including Senator Bernie Sanders and Representative James Clyburn. Line up on opposing sides. Nina Turner, a top surrogate for Mr. Sanders during his presidential campaign, has long been the frontrunner in the race, which includes 13 candidates. The former state senator, 53-year-old, who backs liberal plans including Medicare for All and the Green New Deal, has raised $5.6 million since announcing her candidacy, according to her campaign. Her top rival, Cayuga County, Councilwoman. I excited to
1: hear you say that. Yes, <laughs>
0: that was a...
1: That was fun. Hey,
0: they named it. That's their That's their problem, if I'm going to mispronounce it. <laughs> uh, her top rival, Chantel Brown, 46, has proved to be a tough competition. She has raised $2.4 million, according to her campaign, and has drawn support of not only Mr. Clyburn, the powerful House Democrat whip from South Carolina, but also former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, who defeated Mr. Sanders in the 2016 presidential primary. Ms. Brown has said she would support Medicare for All and the Green New Deal if they came up for a vote, but she also would back more gradual approaches. So essentially what we have are two different Democrats supported by two different sects of the Democratic Party Both of which seem to agree with the same, the Medicare for All and the Green Mm -hmm. New Deal, but one wants more of a gradual approach to probably instituting those. Fair enough. Tuesday's primary will determine the Democratic nominee for the special election, November 2nd, to fill the seat vacated by Marcia Fudge, who left Congress earlier this year to run the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Good for you. I like her name, Marcia Fudge. The district, which includes Cleveland, its eastern suburbs, suburbs, and part of Akron, is solidly democratic, and whoever wins the primary this week is expected to prevail in the fall. The contest is the most expensive house race of the year so far. I would suspect because it's the only house race of the year, (laughs) right? Right? Probably. But anyway, according to the OpenSecrets.org, it has gotten increasingly heated with Miss Turner in a recent ad questioning Miss Brown's ethics. In an ad in May, Miss Brown pitched herself as someone who would work with President Biden, saying, "That's different than Nina Turner." Messrs. Sanders and Clyburn held dueling events Saturday to pitch their candidates. I see in Chantel Brown, Marcia Fudge all over again, said Mr. Claiborne, describing her as a dealmaker. Nina Turner will fight alongside me, Mr. Sanders said, about Miss Turner and her support of liberal policies. Is there, is there a third candidate? I feel like there should be a third candidate <laughs> who's just going to slip on by both of them, and everyone's going to be upset. Well,
1: there's 13 candidates. That's true. So they're just the front runners. So maybe one of those... In the back we'll just go for it
0: i'm curious how they chose those two out of the the other 13 i mean maybe they looked over all of them and but whatever yeah the race comes as the democratic party is feeling the strains between its more progressive wing and its more centrist establishment those tensions played out in the democratic presidential primary when mr biden helped by an endorsement by mr claiborne defeated mr sanders While liberals picked up several House seats in 2020, the progressive candidates lost a special election runoff in April for a House seat in Louisiana and this year's Democratic primary races for Virginia governor and New York mayor both went to centrists. Miss Brown said in an interview she always expected the race to have an outsized footprint because of Mr. Turner's, Miss Turner's prominent role in Mr. Sanders' campaign, and she welcomes the attention and fundraising it brings. What we found, what we found is that there are some folks that are pleased to know there is an alternative, said Miss Brown, who is also the chairwoman of the Hoga County Democratic Party. She has attempted to contrast her local record with that of Miss Turner, who spent the last two election cycles on the road for Mr. Sanders. So she has been working and she has been on the campaign trail for Mr. Sanders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't change how or why we are running. We've always run a local race. I've been here for the last nine consecutive years, said Miss Brown. Miss Turner, meanwhile, is going for a two track approach welcoming the energy of the progressive movement, movement while trying to remind voters that she has also been a long-time presence in the community. Voters know me and my record of public service inside the district, Ms. Turner said in an emailed interview. While the media may like to frame this race as a battle for the future of the party, the truth is that we progressives are already the future. She has welcomed visits to the district from Mr. Sanders and other supporters, including Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. However, Ms. Turner, uh, who has been critical of Mr. Biden, has also been playing her support for the former President Barack Obama. In one ad, she highlighted that she was twice an Obama delegate to the Democratic National Convention. The Ohio District is racially and economically diverse. It is majority African-American, but also includes the state's largest population of Jewish Americans. Income levels vary widely from high levels of poverty in East Cleveland, where average annual income was under 21000 to nearby Beechwood, where the average income was more than 89000 according to the 2019 census. In an interview... Mr Sanders and Miss Turner who was a co-chair of his 2020 campaign said that it is the kind of intelligence and energy we need here in the United States Congress or her her intelligence and energy is what they need. He dismissed the notion that the result of the race would signal the direction of the party. Every time there's an election, you guys go through this whole routine again. We lose an election, we're collapsing, collapsing. We win an election, we're soaring. I feel like that's how every election goes. That's
1: how every election goes for every party or subset of that party.
0: And it's obnoxious. It's 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 exhausting. Yeah. And obnoxious.
1: <laughs> I liked the first word.
0: I don't think regular Americans like to hear, even every two years, that the country is falling apart. Yeah. And that they're going to have to vote to save their lives and their livelihoods. And
1: and you get that from both sides don't you it's I'm, awful yeah maybe if we had more moderates we could be like yeah so here's what we're gonna do let's do it
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and people would just be like oh okay cool people
0: mm-hmm. don't like to admit it but it does come from both sides you have ex- oh yeah not extremists, but you have extreme rhetoric from the left you have extreme rhetoric rhetoric from the right and i think that People who are Democrat or people who are Republican, who are more close, more closer to the middle, hear that rhetoric from their side and it gets them riled up. And I think that exacerbates the, the overall tone of the country.
1: Yeah. And like just thinking about it from my standpoint, again, I'll admit I'm a diehard liberal leftist. But even I can see the, I guess I should say reformed at hard liberal and leftist. Um, but like like you said, it gets exhausting because it's like, okay, and I talked about like the compassion fatigue in one of our last videos. if every year is the year that we're gonna like make sure that our rights and, and life as we know it is kept intact, what are you guys doing? Like, what are they actually doing in Congress to and, you know, in these positions to stop that? Because mm-hmm. it kind of just seems like we're just all fighting amongst ourselves and not actually getting anything done.
0: Right. It's almost like, mm, what is it? The boy who cried wolf. Yeah. And so at first you hear all this crazy rhetoric and you don't know any better. You maybe you don't pay attention or you don't look into things and you just think, oh, my God. This is awful. Everything's collapsing. I better jump on this train and fight like hell. And then they do it every 2 years and nothing happens. <laughs> nothing collapses. Nothing goes haywire. And eventually you're just like, "Shut up." Yeah. Like what you're saying is not true. I mean, there's maybe some truth to it, but it's taken so way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as if I've always been curious that it, is Congress just a performance to rile voters? A circus. Because when you actually see them in office they've been working together for decades they know each other they've bound to have dinner with each other they probably sit with each other at lunch they're probably cool with each other but when until they get they're on they're on stage right, until they're on stage and they're telling you that you have to be against them or, or this, that, and the other
1: thing mm-hmm. I just kind of remember when I was in college, and it, you know, Mitt Romney was running, Mm -hmm. and the narrative I heard on Facebook, the internet, you know, things like that was he's going to basically set women's rights back decades.
0: They said the same thing about Trump.
1: But that's the thing. Like, don't even get me started on that. (laughs) That after after Mitt Romney. That was as low as we could go. And then you had everybody that came after. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, can we get any any worse? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are some, some questionable things going on in some of the courts that we won't go into in this video. But overall, I mean, I still have free contraceptives, which was one of my main things. It's paid for completely through my insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, which I take for for numerous reasons that are medical. So my way of life, at least in my tiny little bubble of the world, hasn't changed. And again, I think it's that like crying wolf kind of scenario. Like, oh, this is going to be the worst ever. But now this is going to be the worst ever for for you know, these populations. I don't know.
0: To even just believe that the opposing party would be in favor of something so radical as... And, and something that's not even possibly successful as being pro getting rid of women's rights. it It's almost absurd. It, it's almost you've just been riled up or whipped up oh, yeah. into a frenzy. And you're so crazed by 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 the possibility that your rights are being taken away that it kind of blinds you to to reality because the reality is that i mean there's plenty of women on both sides supporting both candidates so why would the women supporting the candidate that's supposedly getting that rid of women's rights support them
1: yeah and i mean having learned more about like the actual process of the government and everything Mm -hmm. obviously that's toned down my oh no the sky is falling but Mm -hmm. that was what I was hit with I mean when I was a young impressionable person in in college was that okay Mitt Romney's going to come in and mess up your entire way of life as you Mm -hmm. know it and then I feel like ever since then that's just been the narrative from both sides Mm -hmm. is oh well you think that's bad this person's gonna do this and it's tiring exhausting it
0: it kind of takes me back to my original point is it purposeful because if i think the data does show that as you age you become more conservative and i think that's generally just because you kind of experience the world a little bit more and maybe i don't know you get ingrained in in the culture in which you were raised and you don't really like to see that being changed very much because it's the norm for you.
1: Get off my lawn, kids.
0: Right, right. So maybe the extreme rhetoric is it's it's purposeful because one party, whoever's doing it, knows that okay, there's a lot of young voters out there. And young young voters are, right? They're not as experienced they don't watch the news as much and they don't really know what's going on and that's not everyone mm-hmm. but let's be real you and i were in college neither one of us really paid attention to what was going on until we got a little bit older yeah and you're impression impressionable based on what you see which is why candidates always go on jimmy kimmel or any of these late night shows because oh hey i'm a college kid i'm supposed to like jimmy kimmel this guy's on jimmy kimmel This guy's probably pretty awesome. But it's probably just done. My point is for the emotional reaction to get that emotional support.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%.
0: But then is it really even truthful? Because we see them interacting with one another pretty much as if they're friends.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'll also say, like, the last four years, I have been made to pay more attention to politics but i feel like we kind of all have just because it's been this onslaught of like 24 7 maybe that's just my house i don't know Mm -hmm. but like 24 7 we're talking about this we're talking about this i don't Mm -hmm. remember a news story that wasn't political that i heard in the last four years
0: right and that's really just because it made the money right there's the whole talk about the the um the trump slump Right. So before Trump ran for office, the media was like losing a lot of money. Right. They weren't doing hot. And then Trump announced he was running for office. And for the next four years, they did phenomenal, because if you hear that Trump's going to get rid of women's rights, well, you're going to turn on the news to try to see, do I still have rights today? Right.
1: Uh, let's see, eleven o'clock. Yep, yep. They're still there. Okay.
0: Right. So that media manip- manipulation is yeah, yeah. So that medium manipulation is is a big problem in it too. Um, but there is a divide between you know more between both parties, right? Mm-hmm. Within both parties. So this article is specifically talking about the the progressives versus the centrists,
1: which I think we saw a lot with the Hillary and. Bernie Sanders primary Mm -hmm. and some even think that's why Trump became our president is because of that infighting between the Democrats
0: right because I remember the story was that um, the gosh what was it the Democratic whoever supports the nominee Mm -hmm. right they kind of slipped Hillary the questions for the for the for the debate do. And they kind of threw the that. nomination to Hillary, and the, the the Bernie supporters got upset, and they said, "Well, we're going to go for for Trump," because at that time Sanders was very similar to Trump, right? He wanted closed borders, he wanted to bring jobs back, and so people just saw him as as an alternative to Hillary, right? They wanted they Something wanted different. Sanders because he was influential, right? Um, but at the same time, he wasn't this at the time this government figurehead like Hillary Clinton was, and if you're progressive. Um, in the traditional sense not like that's what, what we have now for. you're more anti-government mm-hmm. right but
1: so, well but i mean we we know that parties and everything grow and change mm-hmm. and definitions get reworked mm-hmm. so i guess that's just where we're at we're at this like cusp of what does being a more progressive look like versus more centrist
0: yeah things have really accelerated over the last couple of years i don't think a progressive in 2016 is certainly not a progressive today a progressive of 2016 would more so be center yeah or more yeah probably center whereas a progressive today is is very far left
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which i would agree is a problem like i think we were talking about this before uh, this episode that i would say medicare for all at a certain point Right. So if it's something like if you broke your arm or you got a cold, right, something that's minor, that doesn't really cost a whole lot of money in the first place, but could impact you, um, you know, if your kid breaks your arm. Now you have to take a day off from work. And so now you have to shell out for the cast, but then you also lost your revenue for the day. Something minor mm-hmm. could be more rational rather than saying that, oh, this, uh, you know, very expensive surgery should be covered. And we also talked about how, you know, it needs a more of a, a realistic approach, whereas there's, you know, working in hospitals, we know that there's some patients who take advantage of the system who yeah. don't really have to be there. Or there's homeless individuals who know that they can get food and shelter and so long as they say that they're having a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel like we always come back to this in all of our videos. Like, there's just so much more to it mm-hmm. than... We're able to fix with one thing. Like, yes, Medicare for all is one aspect of, or better access to better health coverage is mm-hmm. one aspect of it. But you also have to look at the prices of these, you know, services that hospitals right. are charging. Which right. neither of us are obviously experts on that.
0: Right, because I've always made the statement that you don't need Medicare for all if you can make health care affordable. Yeah. Right. And I think what we were saying is that it, it's pretty much common knowledge that we know, or at least it's kind of hinted at, that the insurance companies are working with hospitals to drive up costs. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. At the end of the it day. It is a business. So. But progressives today say that, you know, health care is a human right and that they should get any and all health care, which is not sure you might say well it's just the big ask we're we're saying this but what we really mean is this that and the other thing but you need to say this that and the other thing yeah because otherwise it's just an unrealistic statement that doesn't hold any that it can't be done
1: well to use one of the biggest arguments and one that i think everybody can get behind is okay so i i'm a patient i have diabetes i need insulin Mm -hmm. i go to the pharmacy and my insulin cost a thousand dollars even with my insurance Mm -hmm. is that like the question we need to ask is is that on the insurance Mm -hmm. is that on the other people paying into the insurance if we have something like medicare for all Mm -hmm. or is that on the insulin company to Mm -hmm. not drive up that cost it costs them a dollar i'm making up these numbers it costs them a dollar to mm-hmm. make. They can charge $1,000, well, more than that because if a copay is mm-hmm. $1,000, then they're charging astronomical amounts. Mm-hmm. Where do we fix that before we say it's the responsibility of the American taxpayers mm-hmm. to pay for that?
0: Right, right. Why when it's not even when, their, when it's, it's the company's fault?
1: When it's the company's fault. Mm-hmm. We need to look at that and mm-hmm. say that's wrong fix this and then we can say okay maybe medicare for all is feasible
0: because here's the thing how long have they been making insulin decades so right i I don't know but it's been it's definitely before 1980 1970 they've been making it for a while so why the heck is it so expensive now when they have been making it for so so long typically the way economics works you make a product and over time it gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper because industries learn how to be how to make it cheaper and cheaper to make it more effective uh, to make it more effectively right so why is it still expensive yeah this is my rant when it comes to glasses their rims it's a piece of glass and they're I, I guess they're bent in a certain way they've been making glasses for over 150 years Why are they so expensive? Yeah. What has changed in the technology to make these glasses 600 bucks? Is it because of the insurance? Is it because of whoever's making them? Is there a monopoly? These are the questions we have to ask rather than just saying, well, the taxpayer should pay for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it goes back to our our argument goes back to the same thing Mm -hmm. with every video and every issue that we talk about. Mm we've got to look at it from all of the aspects Mm -hmm. and we need different minds and different people looking at it in order to do that Mm -hmm. so you can't just say oh republicans we want medicare for all and we've got to find the money Mm -hmm. because they're going to come back and say uh no But then the Republicans can't come and say, well, you know, but people should be paying $3,000 for insulin. Like, obviously, that's not what they're saying. Right, 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 right. So where do you, where do we draw the line in, okay, you're saying this and you're saying this, but let's look at the real issue, Mm -hmm. and then we can actually make something happen. And I feel like that just is the part that we're not doing so often.
0: But it does sound like, I would agree that the progressives do play an important role in saying something ludicrous which gets everyone all wound up and it's like no you can't possibly do that that's crazy and then you know they kind of maybe bring it back to a more realistic standpoint right I've always said that they're really good at coming up with ideas but it's not always very feasible feasible or or, or realistic
1: shoot for the moon and you'll still land among the stars I don't
0: know things are so divided I don't think we'll land amongst the stars (laughs) I think either you will end up with a Medicare for all type program if, if they get enough votes or nothing because yeah, no one no, wants to work not. together. <laughs> and you not. know, if you get a Medicare type pro for all type program, it's not going to work. Yeah. So. But I think that's, that's the big picture of, of this article is that There is a divide. And since we've been running for Congress, we have noticed that there is a great divide. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Not even... Actually, I take that back. There are a lot of people that are still in that frame of mind that there is only the left and only the right, which is totally not true. You've got the progressive, you've got the liberals, you've got the far left, you've got the antifa, you've got the you got the centrist, you have got the center left, you got the center right, you got the far right, you got the conservatives. I
1: think we just have like a few select people in representing the parties mm-hmm. that are the loudest. and everything else just gets drowned it's real life twitter yeah yeah ban them all
0: well i think i think um who has the statistic but it's something like the loudest voices on twitter are uh democrats and those who tweet the most are democrats so that's why when you get on twitter it's all democrats yeah yeah so but but it's effective because if everyone's screaming uh, eventually, everyone's going to be on the same page with what they're screaming about. Yeah. They're going to be aware to whatever they're, they're screaming about. Yeah. But anyway.
1: We digress slightly.
0: So this will be interesting. I mean, I think it's a good point. Where will the party end up? Um, I do remember a couple months ago that in Nevada, there was like a Democratic council or something, and they quit because more progressives had moved in they said whatever it's yours so there is definitely a divide um i disagree with the article where it says it's not as bad or there's a part of here there where they said it was not as bad yeah but there's definitely different sects. But. but
1: we'll see where it goes yeah it'll definitely be interesting we'll never followed an ohio political race very closely but no never. maybe maybe we will see where this goes
0: but let us know in the comments down below um are we blowing this out of proportion is the democratic party not as divided as maybe we think it is
1: democratic party blink twice if you're in trouble
0: because let's be real the republican party is divided as well yeah so i think it's fair to say that the democratic party is but somehow they also well.
1: seem to still be getting along better than the democratic.
0: I tend to disagree. Most Republicans don't like the people in Congress. They're they're represented, like Mitch McConnell. They don't like him. Mm. Or you know, there's a select few that they, they do like. Yeah. But anyway, let us know for wrong, wrong. Let us know for right.
1: Let us know for somewhere in the middle. We're like almost there. Like the brain cells are almost clicking, but they're not like quite quite meeting.
0: We like to try to stay right in the middle. Yeah. But we because we believe in compromise and in hearing both sides. Yeah, for sure leads to the best solution but like and subscribe
1: and click the bell to remember to get notifications every time we post a new video
0: and we'll see you in the next one
1: yeah see you later guys